This is NPR News. I'm Brant Williams, in for Angela Davis. Now, this song that you're just listening to is All Day Music by the band War, and it was recorded decades ago, but for me it sums up what I enjoyed most about this summer. So, you know, during the stress and turmoil of last year, I looked forward to doing the summer activities that really make these three months particularly enjoyable. Hanging out with my friends and family, going down to the lake, uh, having a backyard barbecue, seeing outdoor concerts, or just having that, you know, carefree and relaxed feeling. Unfortunately, that version of summer has kind of ended abruptly as, you know, the prevalence of the Delta variant has led to another spike of COVID-19 cases. But we're going to put that aside for the next hour, and we're just going to bask in the calming aura generated by the songs of summer. So for you, what is your summer song for this year? And tell me what it means to you. What about that song makes it a summertime connect? Makes a summertime connection? Does a song have to have the word summer in it? Or are there just certain songs that have that summer vibe? And what does that sound like? So give me a call. You can tweet me at BrantNPR. Remember, there is a silent D in my name, and we're going to be playing some music uh, with some of my guests here today. Uh, joining me in studio is Jim McGuinn. He's the program director for The Current. Jim, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. It's a great topic. Oh, it's so fun to celebrate the songs of summer. Glad you're here. Uh, Charlie Harding is also joining us. He's a songwriter and host of the Vulture podcast, Switched on Pop. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So thrilled to be here. Awesome. So, Charlie, I'm going to start with you. Um just give me, your, generally, what makes a song of the summer? Yeah, I, I have four criteria for a song of summer. The first is the sort of duality. Uh, summer can obviously represent fun, sun, sun. So we want upbeat songs with a groove, with a singable hook. Right. Uh, they can nod to summer, sure. But summer also can, on the other side, be the time of summer heat and storms and summer breakups. And so sometimes moody and dark songs can also make it into our song of summer list. My third criteria is that they should be ubiquitous and right. i think it's also really important that they're timely right right so let's talk about um some of those criteria i mean like like a uh and i wonder you know if there are certain um events that happen during summer that just that kind of evoke this this feeling i mean i for me like as a minnesotan as someone who spends most of the year covered in layers of clothing that something <laughs> about being you know, outdoors in the summertime with, with uh, you know, shorts and a t-shirt on, it just it evokes a certain type of uh, emotional feeling of, of release. Is, is that part of, do you think that's captured in many summer songs? Absolutely. I think that as just a sense of levity, sometimes songs that are seemingly meaningless are sometimes the best. Like I think of last summer, the song that's still playing today would be Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar. Mm. which is just really lighthearted, fun, big, brassy horns. It's a song you can strut to and enjoy the sun. It doesn't have to be deep. Right, right. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody's tastes differ. I mean, it's kind of subjective, um, especially when it comes to music. Um, and so I have to imagine there are, you can't just say there's just one song this summer. There, they've got to be multiples. Um, give me a sense of, you know, like um, when it comes to particular genres of music, if there's a particular uh pop hip-hop rock uh that that tend to uh contain some of the most uh popular summer jams 
I think you're absolutely right. It is subjective and it's important. It's even regional. You know, you were saying like there's a certain weather that Minnesotans connect with a certain idea of summer, but summer in other parts of the country is rainy some places on other parts of the earth, it's cold. And so I think it's, it, we definitely see a very regional based kind of difference. And you're going to see, um, you know, obviously if you go into the boroughs of New York city, uh, hip hop is going to be blasting out of cars. You're going to hear ubiquitous songs in that genre, but you know, we go to other, you go to Nashville, it's going to be country. And so I like to think more about songs of summer rather Mm -hmm. than trying to use our magic eight ball to decide what is the one singular experience that everyone needs to have. Right, right. Um, And I'm going to just give you a sense of some of the what we're hearing from uh, listeners on some of the things that that they consider to be their favorite songs of summer. Uh, There's uh, one suggests, and and I would uh, wholeheartedly agree uh, with um, Joshua from St. Paul, who's who's talking about uh, fight the power. Uh, by Public Enemy uh, is is definitely um, uh, one of my favorites. Is also talking about the original by the Isley Brothers. And uh, actually, maybe we'll just get um, sh- let's get Joshua on the on the on the line here to talk to us about why he chose uh, Fight the Power. Joshua, are you with us? Hi. Good morning, sir. Yes. Tell us why this particular song uh, is is on your list. Uh, well, I used to be a DJ at KMOJ Radio on the north side, and you just can't beat those those long those long summer nights where it feels like it's going to go on forever. And uh, I told told the screener, and I'll tell anybody that when you listen to either "Fight the Power," it feels like you can change, uh, if not if not the macrocosm, then your own your own microcosm it's just uh the 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 isley brothers song just inspires me like no other right right because of course i was thinking of the 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 public enemy tune from the from the 80s uh but i i've forgotten there was the of course the isley brothers um as well it's a it's a stone cold jam i mean obviously the the public enemy uh uh version is extremely aggressive and uh do the right thing is in my top five movies of all time, right? But uh, but when you when you listen to them back to back, I tell you, you feel like you can walk up to the old state capitol and give them a piece of your mind. But yeah, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Joshua, thanks uh, for that. Appreciate it, uh, Charlie. Yeah, uh, to you, I mean, as as Joshua was saying, I mean, like there are songs that have like attention to them, but they they do have that uh, type of um, uh, fit into the the summer mood. How how would you uh, yeah. respond to what Joshua had to say about that? Well, the Isley Brothers are a perfect pick because they're having a moment right now. You know, they just had a, a big battle on Versus and they have an amazing NPR Tiny Desk concert that just published six days ago. But, you know, what they're getting into is that summer is also a time when people get out on the streets and raise their voice. So oftentimes summer protest songs, whether it's something like Fight the Power or something like Dancing in the Streets. Last summer, we had songs like Anderson Pock's Lockdown and Beyonce's Black Parade. Right. It's definitely a moment when people go out and fight for their rights. And I think that that's a, an essential part of the timeliness of the song of summer qualities. Right. And I asked uh, both you and Jim to to give us some some ideas of songs that, uh, that are on your list for summer songs. And um, actually, uh, uh, Charlie, let's start with, with some of the songs that, that you... Uh, let us know about. And I'm going to start with, um, and we're going to bring up some of this music 
And we're going to listen to a little bit, and then we're going to bring it down, and I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about the artist and the song. Uh, first is uh, a song by Bleachers, uh, Stop Making This Hurt. Let's listen to a little bit of that, and then, Charlie, I'm going to ask you a bit about this song. Charlie, that one's catchy. What what makes this song a uh, song of the summer for you? Well, I spoke with Jack Antonoff of Bleachers on Switched On Pop a few weeks back, and he always talked about his inspiration from Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, where a great song is going to be blues in the verse and gospel in the chorus. So what <laughs> we have here is a verse where people are are confused and lost. He's singing about all of his friends. He says they're screaming, the gods must be crazy. Jimmy's on the road tonight. She doesn't recognize her country. That's the that's the blues. And when we get to the chorus, we're in this sort of gospely moment. Stop making this hurt. And I think that this song really captures uh, lyrically that sort of sadness that can happen in summer, that summer heat, the storminess. But then musically, when we're in that gospel chorus, it is upbeat. It is fun, appropriate because Jack Antonoff of Bleachers, formerly of the band Fun, right. um, so it, it just it captures both of those qualities. It's upbeat. It's fun. It's moody. It's a dark. It exists perfectly in that duality. Nice. And uh, let's, we're going to bring up another song too, and we're going to play uh, by Lord. And then I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to ask Jim because Jim also had this next song on his list as well. Uh, let's let's listen to a little bit of uh, Lord's uh, Solar Power. That's a little bit of Lord Solar Power. And Jim, let me bring you in here too in this because you and Charlie both have this on your list. What in particular about this tune made your made your criteria for a summer song? Well, I think she's setting a scene in the in the song, and it also it also draws back the 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 chord structure and the feel is really reminiscent of some songs that were pretty big in the late '80s and early '90s from George Michael and Primal Scream, um, and and it's it's it just kind of evokes this thing, and that's the other thing I think about the the summer songs. A lot of times, it takes you back in a sort of nostalgic way, even though we're moving forward into the present at the same time. Right, Charlie. What about you? What what makes uh, this song uh, gives this song your 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 okay for a uh, summer song? <laughs> I agree with Jim. Definitely, the nostalgia factor is a big part of it. I really like how this song though unfolds. Uh, it is one of those a little on the nose, like this is a sun goddess worship song, but I think it works. And it starts really constrained, like just solo acoustic guitar, Lord singing. And slowly the song opens up and opens up and opens up. And it kind of feels like the sun is rising and we're, we're invited to step outside when we finally get this big ending chorus with percussion and choruses of many singers. And so it, it has a narrative that feels exactly like the experience of being able to finally step outside into the warmth. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, we've got folks calling in, uh, talking about some some oldies but goodies, uh, some Beach Boys songs. Obviously, I think those are uh, those are classics. 
from Twitter, I'm seeing a lot of response here. Folks are, are saying um, they are anything by Coco Melon is one um, <laughs> that I've heard. Um, Jim, tell us about Coco Melon if you are aware. It's the kids thing. It's just like you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, it's it's it, one for younger audiences. Yes, or? yes, yes. Um, also, let's see, uh, Saints by the Breeders. Uh, the Breeders. Uh, Good tune. Uh, of course, another classic, uh, Hot Fun in the, in the Summertime by Sly and the Family sure, Stone. Yeah. Uh, there are all kinds of, of great classic songs out there. Uh, and let's get back to some of um, Charlie on your list here. We're going to um, listen to some more music. This is uh, City Girls. Um, and let's listen to a bit. And then, Charlie, I'm going to ask you a little bit about why you picked this song. It's time for the circulator. I'ma shake what my mama gave me. I'ma shake my money maker. It's time for the circulator. It's time for the circulator. All right, Charlie. Um, now this one is uh, you, you're not in the studio with us, but um, I'm, you're not going to see me on a dance floor. But you'll, I'll chair dance the heck out of a chair. Uh, what, what do you like about this song? City Girl Circulator is doing its job. Then, if you're moving, yeah. And you know, <laughs> this is a song that, on its surface, is a fun dance song about working but it's a song that actually to quote shrek has layers like an onion <laughs> uh, it is sampling so many references from uh the most obvious one is you have planet rock by africa Mombata, yeah. which also then samples croft work and the main hook uh it's time for the torculator is interpreting cashmere's percolator uh in a moment when twerking has been so appropriated and co-opted uh, we thought it would be a, a fun. We, we see the song as a fun way of sort of reclaiming that, and talked with the scholar Kira Gaunt, uh, who has a forthcoming book called "Twerking at the Intersection of Music, Sexual Violence, and the Patriarchy" on YouTube. And she talks about how this is really a reappropriation of of a dance that is so that had been so co opted in the early 2010s. And so I think that not only does it get you moving, but it gets you thinking. And it just is one of my favorite songs because, you know, like Jim said, you want a song that is going to ignite all of that nostalgia. And it does that by taking something old and bringing it into the future. Right, right. Uh, let's take some calls because we have uh, several folks who lined up who would like to tell us about their favorite summer songs. Uh, let's first go to, to Larry from St. Paul. Larry has a suggestion, which is uh, another one's oldies but goodies, and I think uh, timeless classics. Larry, uh, thanks for calling. Uh, what What's your song in the summer? Uh, uh, well, it's right now I'm thinking about um, Surfing USA, or it could be Little Surfer Girl, or it could be She's Real Fine, My 409. Right. No, something of the uh, of the Beach Boys. I'm, I'm 76, and... And this was the music of the early 60s in high school and surfing and pretty girls and stuff. It was right. just really awesome. Did you did you grow up out in California or were you um, uh, surfing Lake Superior here in Minnesota? <laughs> I was <laughs> surfing in my head in St. Paul. I live in St. Paul. <laughs> well, that works. I, I think there's something about the, the harmonies, those Beach Boys harmonies that, that yeah. have that uh, remind you of a summer breeze, at least that, that is for me. What about yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm 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 a musician and singer as well, and uh, all my life since I was in, in high school, and 
and the the harmonies of the Beach Boys are just classic. They're just right. so right on, so really stunning. Right. Yeah. Larry, thank you so much for that. Uh, Jim, uh, you have your hand up. Uh, Something about the Beach Boys for you? I was just going to say, of course, Minnesota produced one of the all-time classic surf songs with the Trashman Surfing Bird. So (laughs) you could be landlocked and making surf music. That's right. That's right. Um, Charlie, I want to get to another one of your songs uh, by an artist that both you and Jim uh, picked uh, for your list, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Um, this is a song, Good For You. Let's listen to a little bit, and I want to ask you a little bit about uh, this song. So that's good for you. That It sounds like a bit of a breakup song. Uh, Charlie, why did you pick this one? Uh, I think because it really hits all of the qualities of the switched on pop uh, quadfecta of summer songs, right? It is upbeat, but it is also heartbroken. It is, uh, it feels timely because, you know, in many ways, the timeliness just happens to be just that Olivia Rodrigo is the most ubiquitous artist at the moment. Right. And particularly, I love, I mean, she's just breaking every record, right? She broke the record for, she had eight of the top 10 songs on the Hot 100 at one point. And her songs are debuting at number one. Uh, but I love that this has a longer connection uh, to music history of women raging on microphones. And she's showing that reviving pop punk, reviving in her other songs, the power ballad, uh, you can be drawn back to women raging on microphones like Bessie Smith, Tanita Simone. You can even hear country influences like Carrie Underwood before he cheats and Taylor Swift's yeah. <laughs> We're Never Getting Back Together. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that's like definitely, again, nostalgic, but she's doing something new. You know, she's a great songwriter. And ultimately, I think songs like this work because they have really compelling narratives. She knows how to hook us through from beginning to end. Right. Jim, you had something to say about Olivia, too. Well, I, I was thinking about uh, there's this rough rule in music that seems to hold true, which is the 20 year rule. And when I was a little kid in the seventies, the fifties oldies became popular. Then the sixties became kind of revived in the eighties and so on. And so what we're seeing now is a, a, a move towards this like emo pop punk, which was very popular in the early aughts. And now it's back with an artist like, like Olivia. And, and if you can do it in a more modern way, but still, touch on that it uh it tends to really work and, and she's struck a nerve as uh, as charlie's saying and so I, I let's go to just another song i'm going to try to cram in as much music as we can this hour just because we can uh so charlie's got another tune on his list from uh the uh k-pop sensation bts let's talk a little bit about bts because for folks who have kind of been living under a rock and maybe have not heard um about this band uh charlie tell us more about why uh that song uh butter works for you and and what makes bts like this this super group well bts are just about the biggest group in the world by all numbers and continue to break records they are the guinness book of (laughs) records for uh breaking multiple streaming records biggest spotify debut for this song as well as hitting every top 40 radio station in its first week uh, this song is one of those tracks that is all about just summer fun. They literally wrote it as kind of an escape out of the blues of the pandemic. I spoke with Jenna Andrews on Switched On Pop, who's the, the songwriter, uh, one of the songwriters on the song. And she told me about how they actually made this. Uh, she was in her 
New Jersey garage texting back and forth with the guys from BTS who are in Seoul. They were all under lockdown. They made the song by sending voice memos back and forth over WhatsApp, which feels wow. incredibly contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> it went through 50 re- and It's one of those songs where it's like, it's so fun. It seems lighthearted, like it just rolled off the tongue, but it's something that actually went through 50 rewrites. And they just like, it's one of those things where every little hook is perfect and you can't get it out of your ear. Like even if the lyrics are just light and fluffy, it's just fun. And you, you like, that is sometimes what we need. And I think that this song obviously delivered on its promise of giving people some joy on the other side of, um, you know, really, really rough, rough winter. Right. Jim, real quick, what are your thoughts about uh, BTS? Do you agree with, with Charlie? Oh yeah, totally. And, and I, I love that description of how songs are written now because it's changed so much over the decades. And for the last 20 years or so, there's a lot of songwriting by committee. And uh, thanks to the technology, you can just send voice memos back and forth across the world and, uh, and collaborate together. Uh, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, this has been a pretty strange summer. Uh, you know, it started off, we were pretty optimistic about uh, COVID cases going down. Of course, now as the summer's ending, we're seeing cases rise and, and there's a lot of uncertainty again. Um, and it's kind of feels like we're in another strange place. Uh, Jim, let me ask you about um, how the the times around us now may be affecting our tastes and in, in what we're drawn to as far as music. That could be. I mean, it's it's like you talked at the beginning about the weather dependent, particularly in a place like Minnesota. We have such a short summer and it, it, it almost feels like the summer's ending because of maybe the tone of the news is, is kind of uh, bringing us back to a reality. But that's why sometimes music is that ultimate escape. You know, it's the great opportunity to to uh, break away. And I always think about the summer songs as it's the thing that gets stuck in your head during those hazy days, you know, and it used to be until recently that was typically driven by like, what was the ubiquitous song on top 40 radio during the summer months. Now though, in the reality we're in now where, where so many consumers are kind of picking their own lane through Spotify playlisting or other means of uh, assimilating music, it is less, there is less likelihood to have like a definitive song of summer. It's more like everyone's got their own individual pick that they can uh, choose from right and uh, i want to get to some calls too as well because yeah. we have several people who are calling in and i want to go to uh mary from brooklyn park who's calling us in uh, calling in and i think she has uh her artist is someone that many people are going to be familiar with mary thanks for giving me a call uh first what is your what is your favorite summer song or what's the one that's on your mind today yeah the summer i've been listening to on my way home from work mostly good as hell by lizzo followed closely usually in rotation by juice gotcha you're a lizzo fan and i think jim mcguinn is too thank you for that mary and uh jim i want to talk to you about your some of your picks yeah. and lizzo is at, at the top of your list or let's um we're going to listen to uh a little bit of her latest rumors and then we're gonna have you um comment on that Ooh, yeah. focused on this music my ex-man he blew it last year i thought i would lose it Re- so that's obviously it's like classic lizzo she's she's being airy breezy and um just kind of straight on what what yeah. about 
that song in particular do you like? Well, you know, it's the first new music she's had in a couple of years. We've been waiting to see what would happen. Would she be able to sustain the career at the high level that she reached a couple of years ago? And seems like she does. Definitely a song that's getting a lot of attention. And um, there's been some pushback on social media. And Lizzo has kind of, you know, responded to some of the some of the. Uh, some of what she's heard from from different different people but i think that's a great summer jam and you know it's it's kind of tailor made for this late summer time right um charlie what about you what um uh i know this was not on your list but uh what do you think about uh, rumors by lizzo i was really excited to see it i mean it's right now number four on billboard and I'm excited that it's doing well. I got to speak with Lizzo and Switched on Pop a few years back about uh, making a number of her songs. And what I love about her is that she's someone where, at the core, just an excellent musician, right? Yeah. Like, played with Prince, like, studied the flute classically. She knows her stuff, but right. then she's really expert at taking that and making some kind of message out of it. And she just bridges that space of, like, really knows her craft, knows how to grab people's attention and make a powerful statement. And uh, we hadn't heard anything for, from her for a long time. A lot of people, when they put out a record, then just do feature, feature, single, single, feature, feature. She right. put out a record a couple years back and then was just quiet. I mean, not on social media, but musically it's quiet. So it's exciting to have her back now. Right, right. I've got another, uh, some more calls I want to get to. And um, let's go to, to, to Don from Minnetonka, who is, has got, again, another classic song that I I want to make sure that, that people are uh, get a chance to uh, at least hear uh, an opinion about. Um, Don, thank you, for, thank you for calling, and tell us about your favorite summer song. Okay, the song that's been stuck in my brain through the summer, every time I'm outdoors playing tennis or walking, is an old Cole Porter tune. Um, it's from Kiss Me Kate, and the version I liked was Ella Fitzgerald singing it, and it's called too darn hot. Right. <laughs> and there's one funny verse that always breaks me up, and it's about how there's a there's been a study that shows men prefer to court women when the temperature is low. <laughs> and then it goes, but when the thermometer goes way up and the temperature is sizzling hot, Mr. Pants for romance is not. <laughs> <laughs> Don, thank you so much for that. Um, That's Jim, like a Lizzo kind of a lyric right see, there, right? you know? Right, yeah, I can see that. that. I could totally see. flip right. on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think a lot of it also is, you know, age dependent. So mm -hmm. where you were in that prime music assimilation age of, you know, roughly 13 or 14 to maybe 20 right. is, is probably what sticks in your head. So, you know, if you grew up in the 60s, it's the Beach Boys. I, I grew up at the end of the 70s when rock music was on top 40 radio. So I remember the summer going to the town pool and hearing Peter Frampton or hearing cheap trick or hearing mm -hmm. Pat Benatar, or the cars, you know, those are my youth summer tunes. And it all right. kind of depends on where you're at and what, uh, where you were at that age, I think. Right. And I know neither of us are, at least as far as I know, a uh, social psychologist or anything like that. But I, I think, uh, it seems to me that the music that makes an impact on you at that age when there's so many other things going on in your life, you're just getting a sense of, you know, who you are. And uh, especially if, if you're, you know, becoming aware of, of people that you're attracted to and, yeah. and you start to have all these feelings you haven't had before. And then there's some music that comes by and captures some of the feelings that you're feeling there. It sounds to me like that's one of those main factors. Uh, Charlie, what about you? Is, is there something about that you think about the age at which uh, music makes an impression on you? 
Oh yeah, there there are extensive studies reported on that basically our musical taste peaks in our late twenties uh, because the connection between adolescent development and all of the exciting things that are happening that moment connect with the sounds that are happening then. And yet I do think we live in probably the best moment ever for reconnecting with things because it used to be that if you had to depend upon the few records you had in your collection and what was happening on top 40 radio, you might not hear your favorite things uh, from, the, from the past as much. And now you can definitely go and explore it both through you know, all of your favorite old playlists, but also I think there's room for people recognizing nostalgia for different eras. Like if you're into Cole Porter, like I think of the artist Bruno Major who makes sort of old style jazz songs, but in a sort of contemporary sort of way. If you're into the Beach Boys, there's this great new group called LAX, LAXs who are taking that surf vibe and updating it. And so I think there's room for all kinds of summer nostalgia within our, our streaming ecosystem. Right. Uh, I want to get back to Jim's list. Um, Jim, you, you sent us uh, several artists here and songs. And uh, this next, uh, is it Ty Verde? Yeah. Yeah. A-OK, which I've, I've just gotten a chance to listen to. So we're going to play a little bit of it, and then I want you to talk about it. Yeah. With my head up in outer space. I know I'll be a-okay. I know I'll be a-okay. When I see trouble come my way, I'll be making lemonade. I know I'll be a-okay. I know I'll be a-okay. So that's got a that's just a great hook right there. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a couple of singles that have kind of exploded, and and he's. He's on the rise. Who knows? He could be a male Lizzo in, in that he has that sort of attitude where it's sort of light and breezy, but mm-hmm. then there's maybe some depth underneath it. And, uh, you know, he had a song stuck in the middle that was kind of a relationship song with a twist. And then now this one is kind of blowing up across a lot of different regions. You know, it's getting airplay on a place like The Current, but it's also a top 40 hit and it's streaming and it seems to be really reacting. It seems like one of those songs of summer. Right, right. Charlie, what do you think about Ty Verde? I love this track. In fact, I think there's maybe like an undercover secret way, which is which this is a song of summer because I've got this saved on my streaming platform. And because it's named A-O-K, it's always the <laughs> first thing that plays when I plug <laughs> right, my phone into, right. my, into, my, <laughs> into my car. And so I have been hearing this song nonstop when I plug my phone in. Wow. And it's but but I've never hit skip. Right. And you just yeah, know right. that is an absolute banger when you don't hit skip. Right. Does the, does the length of a song matter to you as far as um does it does it have to be like a, a quick, you know, three minute just kind of burst of joy or are there summer songs that can be a little longer? I'm curious about that. Jim, what do you think? Well, I mean, you know, you started the show with that song from War, which I'm going to guess is like a five or six minute song. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can just get in the groove and let that kind of, you know, ride it out. Right. So. Like I have playlists that are my long songs playlist, you know, just because I, I might want that that mood. So I was thinking about something we haven't hit yet is uh, like Will Smith's Summertime. Like, yeah, I you know, I ultimate <laughs> summer song, right? You know, like exactly. named itself after that. That's right. Isn't that an Isley Brothers hook on that? Did they? Um, I'm trying to think of where that um, that that main um, sample came from. Yeah. Charlie, what what's your thought on that? I love a long drawn out summer song because sometimes you, I feel like I'm wanting to escape the sort of like instant gratification, quick hit, yeah. like mm-hmm. TikTok-y social media thing. Right. And one song that comes to mind actually is going back to Lord Solar Power, which has this extended outro 
feels very sort of like sympathy for the devil by the Rolling Stones. And I was talking with the really fabulous critic Hanif Adorb Kib about this song, and all of us agreed that we wish it actually went even longer. It's not often you say you want to right. keep on going, <laughs> but it's this outro where you like you want it to keep going until it has an you know forever long fade out ten minutes later. Right. Uh, so, right. So occasionally, yeah, you just want to escape that that two minute quick hit and have something just you can ride with. Well, and especially with you know back in the day when it was DJ spinning records, you know you wanted to have a track or two that was long enough for you to go outside it's of the studio. Break. Man, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Jim, I want to get back to your list. And yeah. your, there's another song that I was uh, I had listened to for, for for the first time. And actually, my my goal is to make my own Spotify playlist after like listening to all your songs here. Yeah. I, uh, this is a Japanese breakfast, and I want to play a little bit of it and then get your comment on the other side. So this song, tell me about it. I mean, just my, my impression is it gave me like this uh, kind of a bit of 80s, um, harken back to some some of my favorite 80s types of music. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely like you hear the influence of something like The Cure right. or, or New Order maybe uh, on this sound. And Japanese Breakfast is a is a band fronted by a, uh, a Korean-American musician named Michelle Zahner. And she's a, she, she's written a best-selling book this year. She's put out this album. I mean, she's really having kind of a a moment uh, of ascendancy of people really paying attention and, and, and getting into her music. And that's a great entry point is this song. Be sweet. Yeah. Be sweet was the name of the song. Um, And let's actually, I'm going to, we got call stacking up here and I want to get a few more folks to, to comment for us because uh, there's a lot of people who are very interested in talking about summer music. And that is great. Uh, Let's go to um, Carol is in Rochester. um, Also has some, some good old uh, summertime suggestions. Carol, thanks for calling. What is, what do you have for us? I'm really um, enjoying your program, but I go way back, and you're not playing any of my kind of music. (laughs) Um, I was born in 36, so I'm talking about probably music in the 40s. Right. And the one is the good old summertime, and it goes something like this. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime, walking down this pretty land. Feeling mighty fine with my his hand in mine. That's a very good sign that he's my tootsie wootsie in the good old summertime. Carol, thank you. Yes. That was great. Thank you so much for that rendition. Since we did not have that prepared to, to play for everybody else, I really appreciate you singing that for us. Thank you so much. Um, Jim, there are, um, as we mentioned, you know, it's like the, uh, we have these eras of music that, that are, and again, a lot of these songs are shaped by by the times, by what's going on. Yeah. And as we talked about some of the, um, uh, like either protest songs during the summer or, you know, uh, other things that, that are really emblematic of, of what happened in that year are, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, kind of looking at this decade, you know, um, you know, you're a young person growing up in this decade. I mean, how much do you think things like, you know, COVID and the pandemic lockdowns are going to have an impact on, you know, what they think about um, how they listen to music and how they, you know, form their, their opinions about what they're listening to? Well, it's, it, you know, we're, we're also going through this huge technological change where music's becoming 
so accessible as Charlie was talking about, you know, we, in, instead of being limited by what you could purchase at a record store or what the radio played, suddenly if you have a streaming service, Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, you've got access to everything that's ever been made. And yeah. there's a paral- paral- paralysis of choice with that, that it's like, oh, I don't even know what to listen to because I can listen to anything. But it also enables people to maybe dig deeper and go in different directions. And it's been fascinating. I have a 15 year old. So watching him discover new music and then seeing the new music maybe leading him back to, you know, maybe he goes title of the creator and then suddenly is listening to Al Green or something like that mm-hmm. and, and drawing those connections. So I think I think younger people are going to have a lot of that happening where they're going to maybe go deep into very narrow niches and, and they might not connect them all together. It, it might take a minute to kind of put that all together, but they have the access to anything. And, right. and that's kind of amazing. And if you're stuck in your house, what do you do but listen right. to more music, right? Right. If you're just tuning in, I'm Brant Williams in for Angela Davis. Uh, this morning, my guests and I are talking about the songs of summertime. You just uh, heard from Jim McGuinn, Jim again. Um, so, Jim, you talk about um, – I want to get to a song that, that, that you have on your list here. Okay. It's um, by Prince. Yeah. Uh, Hot Summer. And first, let's just – we're going to listen, and then we're going to talk about it. So Jim, you've got a story ab- about this song. Um, just give me some of the backstory about oh, this. This is this is I get still get like chills anytime I hear this song, even though it's kind of a simple rock song. But uh, back in 2010, Prince came to the Current's birthday party at First Avenue and hung out. And eventually, a couple months later, I was invited to go out to Paisley Park, and he played me a bunch of new music in his studio from an album that was coming out. And then he also played me some stuff. He said, oh, this is from the next album. And that album, wow. <laughs> that, that quote, next album never came out mm-hmm. until this year. And it's called Welcome to America. Now, one of the songs he played me was that song. And he said to me, oh, I thought this was kind of a fun song. It kind of reminded me of the B-52s, mm-hmm. which was hmm. sort of interesting. And he, a few months later, sent it to The Current to debut. And so we had that song 10, 11 years ago. And it was never officially released until the whole Welcome to America uh, vault record came out this year. And it's just a great, fun summer jam. And that album is is serious. It's got a lot of social political lyrics on it and stuff like that. And that song is sort of the the one, you know, like respite from the the seriousness. And it's such a fun tune. So it's been a blast to kind of see that song revised or revitalized um, during this year. And and you know Prince get a little bit of summertime love, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we we I have been remiss not to you know I could I could raffle off a, a number of Prince tunes that just give me that summer feeling. Yeah, um, I think Raspberry Beret, Raspberry Beret gives me totally. a sense of that. Yeah. yeah, it's just like one of those kind of you know nice kind of meandering. Um, Charlie, I'm going to put you on the spot as far as Prince. If there's anything by Prince that that you would put on a a summer Prince list. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, the whole discography, <laughs> but leading at the top, I'd probably just put Kiss. And right? I, there's something yeah. about like the first few notes, you hear it, and you know, Summer Romance, it's the song. Right, right. Uh, let's go to some more calls. We've got uh, a bunch of folks who are still like to uh, give us their ideas, their favorite summer songs. Let's see. I'm going to see if we can get, let's see. Um, well, here's a comment from someone I think who just um, who signed off. Uh, Galen in Minneapolis, who said, 
She loves reggae, and Bob Marley is summer. She said, everything is yeah. going to be all right. It's got that summer laid-back beat. Um, of course, we have to talk about um, reggae. I'm thinking of, um, I grew up listening to Bob Marley and Calypso. Uh, it was always played in my household. So that type of um, influence, uh, especially anything with a, a Latin beat also, in that Latin influence also just reminds me of summer. And I think it's the warm weather vibe. I know, Jim, if you're a Bob Marley fan at all. Absolutely. But there's something, I don't know about you, but there's something about reggae that just, just that summer soaked beat. Oh, totally. And, you know, and you see even that sound maybe start to permeate across other genres and it, and it kind of comes back around again. So I'm thinking of like, there's a track on the new Tyler Creator record that, that drops into this total reggae moment for like four minutes. And that's, that's where you you hear that sound and it almost just like just hearing the the way the the drums are played and the guitars on the backbeats and stuff like that it just sends a signal to our brains which is like yeah summer this is it you know and, and uh there's something that's really ubiquitous about uh about reggae like that right right uh we got some more callers on the air to or on the waiting for us on the phones let's go to Let's go to Peg from, she's calling us from Northern Michigan. Uh, Peg, thanks for giving us a call cool. from, from so far away there. Uh, tell me, what is your song? <laughs> my song is Slip Sliding Away mm. by Simon and Garfunkel, and that's my life song, right? as well as Summer Song with the Pandemic. <laughs> why, now, why in particular is that song um, so special to you? Every time I hear it. When I'm driving to school, because I was a teacher for a long time, I would think, okay, hang on to your horses. Today's going to be really something else. (laughs) (laughs) And it always was. (laughs) Right, right. It's my omen song. (laughs) Right. Well, Peg, thank you so much for for sharing that with us. That is, uh, I do really like that song as well. And... um, Jim, I'm going to, um, we're going to start getting towards the, unfortunately, towards the end of the show here, but yeah. I want to give uh, both you and Charlie a chance to to listen to and then talk about your personal favorite songs. Um, and so I think, let's, let's see, which should we go to first? Do we want to do, yes, let's go to, we're going to play a song called Wet Leg by Chase the, Lounge. The, the band is called Wet Leg. The band is called Wet Like I'm yes, sorry. That's all right. I'm that's that's, that's all right. me showing my edge. Let's let's listen to a little bit of that and Jim, we're gonna have you talk about it. So tell me about uh, Wet Leg and the band, and tell me about this song. What do you like it, about this? It, it's it's two women from the uh, uh, the Isle of Isle of Wight, is it from uh, from the UK? And it's got this sort of relentless post punk little driving beat, and then it's just a bass, and then suddenly the guitar kicks in, and it goes to this chorus, and it just gets really stuck in your head. And and the first time I heard it, I just started laughing like 30 <laughs> seconds into the song. And I, I, I immediately said, this is my favorite song right now in this moment. And I don't know when I'll have another favorite song. Cause it, it just, sometimes a song just hits you in that way. And I know a lot of people that have reacted to it like that. So it's a brand new band. That's their first single. Hmm. They, they only have one song out, uh, out of the UK. And, um, it's uh yeah there's just something about that song that uh, and it's and there's some some of the lyrics are completely like don't really make any sense right and, and there's 
there's that too, which is sometimes wonderful. Well, and I wonderful. think that's a nice. I think that's a nice touch to lot, like pop songs. It's like you know what, just throw in some words that sound kind of, you know, just some syllables. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and just yeah. put together you know some words that that kind of be. You know, it's like it's playful. It's fun. Yeah, there's this part where the um, the lyric goes, um, "Is your mother worried? Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother?" And then the one singer says, "Excuse me," and the other singer goes, "What?" And that's it. And it's yeah. just like it's so odd and affecting. So, do you know that song, Charlie? Have you heard that one? I have not, but I am so amused. <laughs> I'm definitely going to spend this. <laughs> Well, Charlie, let's go to you. Let's um, your personal favorite uh, pick for uh, summer this summer song. Uh, tell us about. We're going to play a little bit, and then I'm going to have you introduce the song for us just after we listen to a bit. This is beautiful. This is Lucy Dacus. Tell me about this uh, artist and about the song. Yeah, so this Lucy Dacus is hot and heavy off her new record, Home Video. I'm late to the Lucy Dacus train. She had a great record, Historians, that I just completely missed. She had a really great um, super group, folks with Phoebe uh, Bridgers. And, and um, you know, I got to speak with her on Switch on Pop a few weeks ago, and I got an early look at this record just before it dropped. And it was one that, I just couldn't stop playing. Um, you know, so much of pop music is based off of the experience of when we're young. Summer songs are all about youth. And yet when we're really young, sometimes we're not that well equipped to write about that period of life. Hmm. Uh, we lean on cliches. I mean, I remember my middle school poetry. It wasn't very good. <laughs> what Lucy Dacus has done is she has built this whole album of songs about the ages seven to 17. And it hmm. is, She's able to capture all of the awkwardness and the challenges and the joys that are happening simultaneously, just all those conflicting emotions bubbling up together. So I've been really lucky this summer to finally get to visit some family after a really long time away and seeing my childhood home and things like that. And so being in these songs about childhood and getting to experience it again has really been the highlight of my summer. Right. Um, Well, I'm going to start to wrap, actually, because we're running out of time, and this has been a great conversation, and I really want to thank my guests, Jim McGuinn, you're the program director for The Current, and Charlie Harding, you're a songwriter and the host of the Vulture podcast, Switched on Pop. Of course, I want to thank everybody for calling in with your calls, your comments, your song suggestions. Uh, today's show was produced by Samantha Matsumoto. This is NPR News, and I'm Brant Williams. Listening to a recording of a live radio show on NPR News. You can hear Mike Mulcahy, Ewan Kerr, Catherine Richard, and other guest hosts during a live call in show at 9 a.m. weekdays throughout the month of August. Looking for Carrie Miller? She's back talking about books and ideas at 11 a.m. every Friday starting September 10th. Thanks for listening.